Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, let's do it. And now, the legendary voice of the Bulls, Chuck Swirsky. In play to DeRozan, spins, far quarter for the win. Got it again! DeMar DeRozan, Happy New Year! Back-to-back game winners! Onions, baby onions! On Sports Radio 670, the score. Don't you dare turn the dial here, folks. Rocky Mountain Mountain Mountain. Rocky Mountain High? Yeah. Melody's pure and true, saying this is my message to you, oh you. Oh, And always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, my God. My career is going right down the tubes. Let's dance. Let's party. Let's boogie. All right. Tyler Budabaugh is our producer, our tech guy tonight. We love Tyler on Bulls games. Tyler, that was way over the top, but we'll take it. And we're having a great time from 6 to 9 right here on the home of the Bulls, the home of the Cubs, the home of sports. 670 the score. This the Swirsk. We have so many things going on in the NBA, but we're also going to talk Cubs, Sox, Bears. We'll have time for you on the phone lines. We got to get to Julia Poe because she's out covering the Chicago Sky tonight, but she also covers and does a great job for the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Bulls. And over the last hour, as the free agent, uh, so to speak, curtain has been lifted and we're able to talk about these things. Uh, Woj is reporting that uh, number one, Kobe White returns to the Bulls. Three years are reported 40 million. Javon Carter at a proviso East. Love Javon. Spoke to him numerous times last year about just his game and how it's evolved over the past couple of years, especially with the Milwaukee Bucks. Gets a three year deal reportedly 20 million with the Chicago Bulls. And I love, absolutely love, love, love this pick. All right. So. Julia, what's happening? You good? Hey, Chuck. How's it going? I'm doing great, and I appreciate your time. So let's let's go in reverse order. Let's let's talk a little about Javon Carter first and what this does now to the backcourt regarding the Bulls. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, kind of echoing what you said, I think this is a really strong pickup for the Bulls in free agency. Uh, there's just a lot of needs getting addressed at the same time in this one. Uh, the way that he fits into that defensive vision, which was one of, if not the best part of that Bulls team last year, his ball handling, his ability to play off ball, and then, of course, that three-point efficiency that you see. Those are just all big text boxes that the Bulls needed in this free agency, and I just think that they did you know, a pretty solid job here looking and, and finding a player that could address multiple needs at once. All right, so with the addition, obviously, retaining Kobe White, three years of reported $40 million. and again, nothing is official until it's official, but again, it's pretty much set that uh, White and Carter will be with the Bulls in uh, the 23-24 season and beyond. But how does this shape now the backcourt as far as starters coming off the bench? Uh, how do you envision this? Yeah, that's been such an interesting question for this whole offseason, right? Because you've got times where the front office and Billy Donovan are saying, hey, maybe Kobe White goes back to being a point guard for us. Maybe he switches into that role. And then at other times, you know, they're urging that free agency is going to be a big area for them to go get some of those ball handlers. And, you know, the, the Javon Carter pickup feels like this is more of a move toward letting Kobe be that off-ball playmaker, letting him kind of lead that secondary rotation, but not needing to rely on him to all of a sudden pop back in and try to give starting point guard a go again. Um, Obviously, we'll see if that changes. We'll see if they add any more to that group throughout free agency. But I do think that, you know, the big thing with Kobe is just finding some consistency in his role so that he can keep growing the way that he did last year. Yep. Julia Poe is with us of the – Chicago Tribune, Julia does an outstanding job covering the Bulls and the Chicago Sky, Sky in action tonight. But, uh, Julia, I've got a question just regarding this, the free agency and how, as a reporter, you cover it. Because, as you know, I'm an NBA freak. I'm addicted to the league. I love it, and I love my job so much. But every time I'm on Twitter, it says sources here, sources there. You got, you know, 10, 20, 30 different bloggers out there reporting 30 different scenarios for players. How do you stay on top of things? I mean, it's pretty crazy. I, the fact that I'm trying to cover a sky game tonight on top of this was a little bit ambitious, maybe on my part. Um, but, you know, I, I really think it comes down to knowing who you trust, whether that be your own personal sources, whether that be folks that you're talking to around the league or a team. And then obviously knowing which reporters you also trust, knowing who you need to be keeping an eye on just in all aspects of that. I think that's the big thing. You kind of get a feel for that. I mean, you know this as well as anyone, just the longer that you spend around the sport, the better of a feel you get for that. But, you know, I think there were some jokes made throughout this week about how sometimes you just hear some of these rumors and it's like, are we just killing time until the next dub game tips off? Like, I know we have to find something to do until 7 p.m. every night. Exactly. Thank you. uh, Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely – you know, you know that it's all a little bit of a game. It's it's a lot of, you know, agents and teams trying to pit some of these reports against each other. But then some of them are also true and are going to pan out. So you just have to stay on top of it. And I think kind of, I mean, to borrow one of the uh, phrases we always hear players say, you just kind of got to keep it level-headed. Can't overreact or underreact too much to anything. That's true. But tell that to the fan base. Of 30 oh, NBA no, no. teams. <laughs> you know. Oh, my God, James Harden's going to be a bull. <laughs> what? Mm, let's pump the brakes on that. 
Um, so, Julie, I want to ask you about the bigs because Vooch resigns. That is official. And Andre Drummond says, you know, I'm opted into my deal, which I'm a big Drummond fan, by the way, on the court, off the court. I think his transparency about what he was going through last year with mental wellness and how important it is for a human being. Forget about a jersey he's wearing. He is a human being, and we kind of tend to lose sight of that, at least for some they do, not me. But um, what, what does this do now to the bigs, and do you think the Bulls are done in that area? Yeah, I mean, echoing what you said, two fantastic people to uh, interact with and, and work with in the locker room. Um, I think, you know, that pairing was, in my opinion, not really one of the glaring weak points of this team last year. Obviously, Andre kind of had that up and down just in terms of playing minutes. Uh, there were some games where Billy felt like they didn't need him at all. There were others where he had to come in and put in those big stints, just kind of depended game to game. But Vooch, obviously very consistent last year, uh, really was able to kind of find his comfort zone. And Drum was very uh, consistent, especially around the rim, rebounding, providing that. So I think they've got the core of that group set. I think now just the question is, is, um, you know, where are you going to use some of those young talents that you actually do still have on the roster? I mean, a lot of kind of what can make up that front court are players that they already have on the roster, like Patrick Williams, et cetera. And so just figuring out how many minutes do you want those guys taking and where they're going to fall in the rotation, I think that defines how they have to approach the rest of free agency for that group. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Julia Poe is joining us of the – Chicago Tribune, we're just going to keep Julie on for a couple more minutes and let her get to a job tonight, and that's covering the sky, and you'll read that game story um, on the Tribune. But I also want to discuss what's going on with Ayo Dosumu. Tell me about Ayo and what's happening in his world. Yeah, definitely. This is a really interesting time for him. Um, there's obviously reports that the Bulls have extended a qualifying offer, so that's obviously going to be a back and forth and an interchange between both of those sides. Um, I think this is one of those situations where the Bulls would be really smart to make sure that they keep Io in Chicago. He's been developing very strongly. He's been that good secondary guard for them. I think expectations were extremely high just given how well he stepped into that role his rookie year. And then maybe he wasn't able to match that with an equal jump up in his second year in the league, but he still has shown a lot of growth, a lot of promise in that area. Um, and it just feels like this would be a really easy move for the Bulls in terms of being able to keep him keep him home. It just feels like it's one of those fits that has made a lot of sense for this team. Yeah. Well, again, um, the uh, offseason, uh, as far as almost, I want to compare this to almost like the Super Bowl because the anticipation for free agency in the NBA, there's no longer an off-season for the NBA. There hasn't been one for a number of years. But with the advent now of so many players changing teams, and as we look and magnify the impact these players will have with different looks, different combinations, the fans are loving it. And it's all good because, as you know, this league feeds off drama, and there's a lot of drama in the NBA. So there you go. Definitely. Definitely. I think both fans at times would like to see a little bit more drama. I mean, it it does seem like they're actually following through on a lot of this. You know, I mean, fans might be tired of hearing the word continuity, but we keep seeing it playing out. And I think it is interesting to see in a free agency period that is so driven by drama, 
bulls are kind of lowering their head and just sticking to the program. It's, it's just kind of fascinating to see, given especially how last season ended. Yep. Well, again, it uh, remains to be seen how this is going to play out. A lot of time between now and uh, training camp. And I appreciate your time, Julia, very, very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Chuck. All right. Thank you, Julia Poe of the Chicago Tribune. Joining us with the news again, reports with Woj saying Kobe White returns to the Bulls, three years, $40 million. He's also reporting Javon Carter at a proviso East, went to West Virginia. And one thing about playing ball under Bob Huggins, no longer the head coach there, kind of self-destructed in uh, two different situations. But Bob Huggins, as a coach, I'm talking strictly as a coach, okay? As a coach, Bob Huggins, one of the best college basketball coaches or was now past tense, and he stressed defense. And Javon Carter went from Proviso East to West Virginia and was the NCAA Defensive Player of the Year. And the guy comes in, and he is a lockdown, on-the-ball, get-in-your-face defensive player who can really polish and has really done a terrific job developing a three-point shot. And this all happened coming into his own with really good players in Milwaukee. He looked like a completely different player with the Bucks because he was bouncing around a little bit, had success with the Nets. But I'm talking about like when he first came in the league, um, you know, he really struggled offensively, but then found his game and he worked on his game. And I love players who get after it, who recognize, you know what? I got to get in the lab. I got to work, period. So again, that uh, storyline and uh, Bobby Marks, uh, who works for uh, ESPN, is reporting now the Bulls are a projected $9 million below the luxury tax and their hard cap. They still have a little wiggle room, and we'll see what the uh, Bulls do from this point on. But, uh, again, that's the story with uh, two Bulls, in the case of Kobe White, in the case of Javon Carter, uh, being in the headlines today. A lot of things going on. And, uh, Tyler, you were putting the show together. And we were talking off the air, Tyler Butabaugh, and, uh, you know, you hear from Tyler, you know, here and there during different shows on 670 The Score. I'm going to bring him on the air because, Tyler, you were putting this show together and Will Purdue will join us in 10 minutes or so about with, with the cap in the NBA going up, staggering numbers. I mean, Kyle Kuzma re-signs with Washington and Washington is in a major rebuild. And there was a lot of speculation that Kuzma was looking for $30 million a year. Like you, you were looking, Tyler, for $30 million a year, and unfortunately you didn't get it. I didn't okay. quite get that uh, contract. I would yeah. love to. Yeah, well, Kuzma gets um, four years, $102 million. And Kyle Kuzma is a good player, uh, above-average player. But he gets you know, $25 million a year. And then you've got Jeremy Grant. And I thought Grant was going to hold off, but the money is too good for him to turn it down. He gets five years, $160 million with Portland. I think now this storyline, after today's first wave of free agent signings, and again, Fred Van Fleet is out there, and Houston is yet to make a move, and we'll continue to update as soon as we learn from different uh, people on Twitter, reporters, on what's happening in the free agent market. But uh, I think the next big move in the NBA is Damian Lillard. I think, Tyler, they're trying to find out right now, is he staying or is he going? 
And Jeremy Grant, I thought, was going to – first, I thought Jeremy Grant, I knew he was going to get paid. I didn't know he was going to get five for 160. But I thought he was going to say to himself, okay, here's what we're doing. I want to find out if Dame is staying in Portland. If he stays, I'm staying. If he leaves, I got to look at the market. But then, again, Portland rolls out five years, $160 million. You got to take that. No, absolutely. I mean, if I was in his position, I would take that too. But, like, I agree with you right there. You would think he would kind of wait to see what uh, is going on with Dame because that's still a big question mark. We don't know whether he's staying in Portland or whether he's going to move somewhere else because, I mean, there's been a lot of issues going on with that where it's like, you know, he's kind of a one-man show over there and he wants some help and Portland's not really giving it to him. But, I mean, keeping Jeremy Grant for uh, Dame, that helps a lot. But it's not exactly what Dame's wanting. So, I mean, and especially with Jeremy Grant, I don't know if it's more he's going to kind of keep the money. Like, he's like, you know what, let me just take care of myself. Or if he's uh, if he knows something, he knows Dame's going to stick around. Maybe Dame's like, hey, you stick around with me, then uh, yep. I'll kind of stick around. I, I get it. See, I'm all about loyalty. I believe in loyalty. Um, however, when a player is a free agent, you've earned that right to become a free agent. Jeremy Grant earned that right to be a free agent. Like all these players, or 90% of the players that we mentioned, earned the right to be a free agent. And God bless them. If they can get $160 million over five years, take it to the bank and say, thank you. Hallelujah. But uh, in the case of Portland with Damian Lillard, I, I know he loves Portland. And Portland loves him back. It is a great marriage. But there comes a point when you look at the big picture and say, are we good enough to even reach the second round of the Western Conference? Right. Really? Exactly. And if you're Damian Lillard, the answer is no. No, you're not. So then it comes down to, do I want to see this thing through? I can play another five years and call it a career, one team, one player, and say to myself, I left it on the floor. Every game, I was in a Portland uniform. Or, you know, will he go to Portland and say, hey, listen, you know what? Maybe you're going to be in a semi-rebuild, and if you can move me and get something for me that will help you along the way, then do it. No, yeah. And and, and, and you can say that without demands because that's how much respect the two sides have for one another. Yeah, no, you could definitely see that the, the uh, dedication he has with Portland, but... He is also 32 years old, so he might be getting to the point where, okay, what do I care more about? Is my dedication to Portland and being like the franchise guy and having his banner up in Portland? Or is he going to be like, okay, I really want a championship under my belt. And he's got to think, like, is Portland going to set me up for that? And right now, and from years before, they haven't really done that for him. And he's been a one-man show over there. So... I'm just wondering at this point in his career right now, being at 32, I mean, he's still young, but in NBA world, that's he's getting up there in age where he might start thinking, I want to get a championship. And, and he's I been banged up the last couple of years, right, too. And that's, he's played him. a lot of minutes. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and you're right. Um, you know, he, he has not chased the ring. You know, he could have easily chased this ring three years ago, five years ago, and he got the money, okay? But it's not a Bradley Beal situation where you knew the minute he signed that deal for $50 million a year with the Wizards, he was going to bolt in a year, okay? 
that that was going to happen. And I love Bradley Beal, and I hope he is rejuvenated with this Phoenix ball club. But I, I but I think that storyline played itself out in Washington. I think they were ready to move on. I think he was ready to move on. And now the question is, what happens to Lillard? And where are the Miami Heat going with all this? I think the Heat remain a solid player doing something because they've got the NBA godfather, Pat Riley. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, anyway. All right, Tyler. Uh, we've got more basketball coming up. Will Purdue will join us in a moment. We're going to talk uh, Cubs with uh, Sahadev Sharma. And uh, Sahadev will uh, talk about not only today, Cubs won big 10-1 over Cleveland. I'll, I'll tell you what, Steele should be an all-star. I, I love this guy. I love his makeup. He's a guy that certainly you can look at is going to be a rotation pitcher with this organization as we move forward. Uh, but the truth of the matter is um, the American League Central, and one could say the National League Central, but the American League Central is absolutely brutal. I mean, this Cleveland ball club coming into the season, people are saying, oh, Cleveland, Cleveland. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on Cleveland. And I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on anybody in this division. It's a joke. It's a flat-out joke. And yet, somebody's going to win it. And here's the beauty of baseball. All it takes in a series is to have a couple hot pitchers, okay? You get two pitchers that are hot in a series that can all of a sudden leapfrog and say to yourself, you know what, we can win this series. And you get an X factor coming out of nowhere who had maybe an average, a little above average regular season, and he goes on a tear for about four to six games. And all of a sudden you say to yourself, oh my gosh, we were like seven under 500. We get in the playoffs. We just won a series. That's the beauty of baseball. But having said that in the regular season, the American League Central blows. They really do. It's awful. It reminds me of the NFC East like a few years ago when they called it the NFC Least. Yes. That's what it's like. It's yes. Who's the best of the worst? It, it was it was almost like um, in hockey. Uh, in the old school days, there was like the Norris Division of the National Hockey League where all these teams, whether it was Minnesota, Blackhawks, Detroit, they were all in this division and they were all under 500. And it was almost like slap shot, you know, uh, and <laughs> it was just wild. Anyway, wild of mediocrity. We're going to take a break. In a moment, uh, we're going to hear from Will Purdue of NBC Sports Chicago, former Bulls player, of course, won three rings with the Bulls, one with San Antonio. And we will hear, hear from him in a moment. We'll then talk Cubs baseball, little NBA, pro football tonight. Bears football. Hub Arkush right here on 670 The Score. This Chuck Swirsky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think we made a move in the draft. I know it's a disappointment. It's not in the first round, but we did. But they will have to wait until, I think, until the free agency and to see what we look like after that. All right, uh, that is Arturis Karnaschovas on draft night after the uh, selection of Julian Phillips out of uh, Tennessee, who will essentially replace Derek Jones Jr. uh, with the length, with defensive on the ball. He's already NBA-ready defensively, so to speak. Has to work on his offensive game, and that's where Peter Patton, the former guard at DePaul, and I'm dating myself. I did play-by-play for DePaul when Peter came on the scene and played for Joey Meyer, but that was back in the day, and Peter Patton certainly uh, has outstanding credentials with Dallas, Minnesota, and now with the Bulls. But again, Javon Carter, according to Woj, three years, $20 million, out of Proviso East, he's now back home. Kobe White re-ups, three years, forty. Let's see, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm looking at these salaries now. God bless the players, and I mean this sincerely. Chris Middleton returns to the Bucks, three years, $102 million. Uh, let's see, Kyle Kuzma, four years, $102 million. And I like Kyle Kuzma, but he's making $25 million a year. Last year, Tyler, Jalen Brunson, he's making like $25 a year. He's probably saying to himself, wait a minute, I signed last year four for what was it? 105, 106, whatever it was. And Kyle Kuzma's making the same amount of money as I am. But that's the nature of the, the beast. You know, you sign one year. And you never know what happens the following year. A guy gets paid, and now you're underpaid, quote-unquote, so to speak. But Jalen Brunson's probably looking around saying, wait a minute. <laughs> He's like, where's my dough? <laughs> He's going to get that dough on an extension in a couple of years. So let's see. Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 million with the Mavs. After all these rumors, Kyrie Irving to Phoenix. Kyrie Irving to Philadelphia. That's why I don't believe any of this stuff that's on Twitter. Uh, let's see, Jakob Pertl re-ups with the uh, Raps. I love Jakob Pertl. Uh, four years, $80 million. Cam Johnson, another guy I love. I think he's got a great upside. Played with Kobe at North Carolina, four years, $108 million. Trey Jones, two years, $20 million with the Spurs. George Niang, three years, twenty-six with the Cavs. Cavs also re-up with Karis LeVert. They're trying to get uh, Max Struess out of uh, Stag High and DePaul and Lewis, and uh, and they're trying to work on, apparently, a three-team deal with the Heat and Cleveland so the books can you know take care of itself. Draymond Green with the Warriors, four years, $100 million. See, it, it, what, what did I tell you, Tyler, the other day? So he has dinner with Damian Lillard in Portland, right? They close a restaurant. And so there are leaks now that, oh, my gosh, Draymond Green to the Blazers. And, and Damian Lillard's going to get his wish. 
All that was window dressing to make sure that that message was sent to Golden State. Don't take me for granted. So he comes back four years, $100 million. And uh, what did Steve Kerr say after they were eliminated? We're not a championship team without Draymond Green. So I think Green should give Steve Kerr a cut of that coin. Uh, let's see. Porzingis, two years, $60 million with Boston. Uh, let's see. Um, Gabe Vincent just signed three years, $33 million with the Lakers. I like this signing to the Lakers. Big Gabe Vincent fan. And there you go. All right. Do we have uh, Will Purdue? Will, how you doing? Chuck, I'm doing okay, man. You're just you're just rolling through the numbers like you're an accountant. Yes. Now, Will, were you ever a free agent? Uh, yes, on two separate uh, occasions. Um, Tell me about that. The, well, I mean, it's I'm going to do the uh, old man get off my lawn segment. It's nothing compared to what it was now. I get I was that. A free agent signing when I came back to Chicago for a year. And then also the second time when I went to Portland for two years. Okay, so uh, as far as back in the day, so to speak, but I mean, when you became a free agent, did you have an idea what was going on or did you sense that, okay, like we're just going to pick up the phone at midnight and go from there? Or did you have a pretty good understanding what was to come? No, I really didn't know, Chuck. I mean, it was a situation where, you know, I was relying on my my agent, Arn Tellum, for information, but, you know, he really didn't have a lot. He had an inkling of teams that were interested, but we didn't have length. We didn't have amounts. We were just going to have to, you know, wait and see. I, I was never concerned about, you know, if I was going to play. The question was, where was I going to play? Ah, okay. So, based on the reports today, Kobe, three years, 40, uh, which is probably about right. I mean, you know, he deserves that money based on the year, and that's the going rate. Um, And Javon Carter gets three years, 20, uh, still a a, a developing player who really had a solid year with the Bucs. I love this deal. What do you think of these two storylines, and where do the Bulls go from here, Will? Well, you know, it's interesting, Chuck. It's, uh, you know, when you hear Arturis talk, he gives you the indication that they're going to still, you know, work some magic to try to make this team better. Now, I think the Javon Carter uh, signing immediately makes them better, specifically on the defensive end of the floor and behind the three-point line, two areas where this team needed significant improvement. So the interesting question is, how will he be used in this particular lineup? In my opinion, um, you know, he's a guy that it's, I think is going to be, you know, used a lot. He can play numerous positions. He can handle the ball, not a strength, but something that he's very capable of doing. But I think now that's where, because you get a player like this, a guy, as you talked about, self-made, still getting better, that has really made himself into a shooter, not a scorer, but a shooter. Now you really have to work on, you know, that point guard something that I think they're still looking for. I, I understand that they've signed Kobe, but I still think he's a two guard. They really have to find somebody that can help them push the play pace and play a lot faster than they did last year. Well, again, with the backcourt provided that, you know, you're looking at Iowa returning, do the bulls now focus on a wing player? I mean, they don't have a lot of money left and unless they go out and make a trade, 
And I don't know if they will or they won't. I don't know if they're going to continue the theme that they're on with DeRozan and Levine returning. I don't know what the market value is for both players. That's why I'm a broadcaster and I'm not working in the front office. But, I mean, well, how do you get better with this group? Well, I think you still have to find somebody to where, you know, you can get some some uh, shooting. Now, you can do that, and I think you also – you know, have to get pretty specific, Chuck, on which route you go. Almost like you're you're out there finding somebody that you know what's not not very good defensively. You know, let's just say, uh, and I'll ask you this question: Has uh, the uh, uh, the, uh, the guy from uh, oh, uh, Golden State, Divincenzo, is he signed yet? He is not signed. There are a lot of rumors that he's going to the Knicks. But that would be, in my opinion, a perfect player for the Bulls to really make a run at. But you made a valid point. They're now with these signings that they've already made and Carter and Kobe White, they're getting close you know, to having to put themselves in the luxury tax along with the Vooch signing. And, it, and the question is, would DiVincenzo be willing to take less money for an increased role with the Chicago Bulls? Good point. By the way, just to update the free agent board, uh, Yuta Watanabe, uh, who played very well for the uh, Nets, uh, has agreed on a deal with Phoenix. And Phoenix is getting Ooh. all these players, Will. And I like Watanabe, but Damian Lee is coming back. Drew Eubanks, who I'm a big fan of, signed with the Suns. Chemezi uh, Matu, also with Phoenix. So, again, you know what? You've got all the star power front-loaded with Phoenix. And now they're adding a little bit here, a little bit there because of the cap. But, again, these are solid NBA players. So uh, that uh, story with Phoenix continues. Also, Joe Ingles, and I'm a big Joe Ingles fan, he had just signed a two-year, $22 million deal with Orlando. So, See, those are – and, and those guys that you mentioned, Wananabe uh, from uh, the Nets, Ingles from uh, Minnesota, um, Damian Lee with Phoenix – those guys would have fit in really well with the Bulls, I think. And I think that, you know, Ingles is probably a little more than what the, the Bulls were willing to pay. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls went after him with the exception. But that that was what, eight, nine million a year? So he would have made it he would have had to take less money. And he's playing in Florida. Yeah. I mean, listen. We all know how enjoyable it is to play in Florida, especially in January and February. Well, I'm talking about the tax situation, you know. <laughs> that too, but and that's the other thing. This is Florida is a young, exciting team that's on the rise. You know, I think that the, you know it's it's one of those teams, as you know, Chuck. The Bulls have always struggled with because they're young. They play with a chip on their shoulder, and they're afraid of nobody. They're getting better. What does that mean? That means the East as a whole is continuing to get better. So that's one of the areas where, you know, I think when you talk about, you know, window of opportunity, the Bulls need to be careful. You know, they're in a situation where, and I think, that you know, we'll wait and see what happens. But as Orlando gets better and the teams ahead of them get stronger, you know, they have to do something to try to inch up that ladder of where do you finish? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the Eastern Conference. So it'll be interesting to see what this roster looks like in late September. Yep. And, and again, Ingles, um, who was an outstanding player, obviously with Utah, suffers an ACL. 
uh, goes to the Bucks. A decent year, not a great year, but then came on a little bit late in the year. And Orlando said, all right, we're going to give you a two for 22. And the second year is a team option. So essentially, they get him for one year at $11 million. And if he proves I'm back and I can play bench minutes, then he'll probably be a second season player with the Magic. If not, he goes back into the free agent pool. But I really like Watanabe. And again, a guy who just got better and better, got in the lab, worked on his game. He shot over 40% from three-point range. Really deep, tough talent, wing player, big player. Uh, and so that was a good, good move for uh, Phoenix, to say the least. All right, so let, let's talk now about the ball club and, and going in. Let's say they pick up a player or so, and Levine and DeRozan stay with the ball club. What are your expectations? Well, I, I think, you know, I would. I hope that – and listen, let's go back to Vooch for a second. I think that that was a necessity. I think it had to be done. I know a lot of people don't like Vucevic because of how well, you know, Lowry is playing and Carter's playing. I, I get it. But what people don't realize is look at the numbers, 18 and 12 last year. He's one of the best big men in the league when you talk about offensive production. Does he need to do better defensively? Yeah, but so does the Bulls on a whole. But I think that now when you put Vooch back in the post, I think we need to really make it a point, Chuck, to use him to get him touches throughout the whole game. You know, we saw too many games last year where he had 16 in the first half and only four in the second half or 22 in the first half, ended up with 28. You know, I think we need to be more consistent as how we run the offense with him. You know, listen, is he Jokic from Denver? No. Guess what his best game of the year was last year, though, Chuck? It was against Denver. But I think you can use him in a similar role as far as in the high post with the dribble weave. I think he's a willing passer. And then when he has a mismatch, put him down in the post and give it to him. Because even though we have capable three-point shooters, as you know, the best way to score, unless, of course, you're Golden State and you're Steph Curry, uh, you know, but not everybody is Steph Curry, you still have to find ways to get your best look from the three. And that's working inside out and you move without the basketball and I think with Tamar with Zach you know one of the things we got to talk to Tamar about and convince him is is that listen you're going to get your touches don't you worry but we have to play faster we have to play to the strength of Kobe White we have to play to the strength of Zach Levine we have to play let's hypothetically say they bring Io back we have to play to our teams as a whole strength DeMar's strength is to walk it up, go isolation, get to the free throw line, score the mid-range. But I think our team as a whole, if we're going to improve over last year's record and if we're going to get a better position than a play-in game, we have to play up upbeat. I think we have to um, average more possessions per game. But at the same time, as you know, Chuck, I think we have to you know average fewer turnovers per game so we don't have as many empty possessions as we had later in the season. Will Purdue is joining us, NBA champion with the Bulls and the Spurs, talking about uh, NBA free agency. Again, the uh, uh, published reports indicate that Javon Carter out of Proviso East, solid on the ball defender, former NCAA Defensive Player of the Year at West Virginia, three years, $20 million with the Bulls, uh, was able to knock down threes for the Bucks this past season. Kobe White re-ups a reported three years, 
$40 million. Well, before we let you go, I, and I could talk to you all day about hoops, you know, because I respect your knowledge so much. And I, I want to talk about an X factor with a ball club, and that's Dalen Terry. Right now he's in the lab in L.A. working with DeMar, and which is all great and good. But what, what are you hoping? How is he going to be used? And what do we need to see out of him if he is going to play extended minutes and get into the rotation? You know, that's the problem, Chuck. I don't know where it, where is he going to play? Because, you know, is he going to play point guard? I don't think so. Is he going to, you know, he, he'd have to play behind Zach, play behind DeMar. I mean, there's an opportunity for him to play limited minutes, and he's going to have to take advantage of those minutes. But I don't think there's a position. I mean, is he going to play, you know, ahead of P. Will? I mean, it's an interesting situation. Uh, you know, the one thing I love about some of those videos that I've seen is it, it looks like he's done significant work on the jump shot. He's really worked on expanding his range. His jump, his three-pointer looks a lot more fluid. And I think he, you know, sh- seems like in those videos, he's shooting it with a lot of confidence. Now, the question is, he was, you know, at times sloppy with the basketball, but the one thing you cannot question about that kid is his motor. And that there's going to be times where the Bulls are sluggish, lackluster, um, you know, uh, three games in five nights, seven games in ten nights, where, you know, he's, he maybe didn't play two or three games, and Billy's going to call on him to have an impact, kind of like you saw later in the, the season where he can come out, he can come in and make some things happen on the defensive end of the floor, create turnovers, create some offense with your defense. But I think the biggest thing for him is, Chuck, he's just going to have to be patient because of how good the guys ahead of him are. Yeah, and, and I get that. But, you know, I, I just I, – I want him to I, – I don't need a major leap. I, I don't expect him to take a quantum leap in, in terms of his game. But I am expecting, hopefully – where he can put the pressure on Billy Donovan to say, hey, you know what, I've taken that jump, and, and I'm going to prove it to you, and when you give me minutes and let me play through mistakes, I want to win your trust. I want to win you know, this, this, the fact that I played hard enough and good enough to get into the rotation, and more importantly, stay in the rotation, Will. Yeah, and I think, listen, I think outside of Zach, Jamar, P. Will, and Vooch, I think it, quite honestly, Chuck, uh, it's wide open in the sense that, now listen, what you did, you make a valid point. Kobe really worked on his game last year. He came back better. I expect him to take even, I'm not taking it saying a huge leap, but another step. I mean, he earned the contract. He earned the minutes. I mean, he improved dramatically, and I think part of that credit can go to Io because of how well Io played in his rookie year. He pushed Kobe, and Kobe responded, and I respect that. And I hope that uh, you know we see a little more improvement from him coming into this year. But still, I think that you know Billy's going to be like, all right, guys, again, Vooch, Demar, um, and Zach. And P. Will, outside of those guys, I think rotation is wide open. Minutes are wide open. I mean, it's going to be an interesting training camp with some guys pushing some guys for minutes and wanting to get in, as you talked about, not only get in the rotation, but stay in the rotation. Yes, very much so. All right, well, listen, I'll let you go. I'm sure our paths will cross, but I thank you so much. I know it's been a a hectic day in the NBA, a fun day. I have a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. 
So first of all, let me just throw this out here. I'm a new homeowner, so I spent the day uh, spreading out some grub X and uh, watering my yard. So right, that, what, what uh, is, uh, you, you're asking the, the wrong person about these things. Hold on a second, Chuck. I'm just letting all the people out there. I'm reminding him because of the weather this weekend, you might want to take care of that and throw that out. That way the skunks don't come and flip over all your grass in September looking for those grubs. But number two, Chuck, I'm curious. You live in that big high rise downtown. Can you see the right? Can you see the actual uh, course for the NASCAR guys this weekend? I I do not. I cannot because I am uh, north and I do not have a view of south. But I can tell you this: I was in uh, an Uber last night, and the driver is like fed up. He's not even going to drive this weekend because he, you know, some of the streets have been. Obviously, I mean, you know, it's it's the configuration of the city in the loop area uh, near the um, outer drive has changed. And so yeah. it's a nightmare. And well, it's, it is. You're exactly right. But get used to it because they signed a three-year contract, so they yeah. still got another two years now, after this it, year. It, will I watch it on TV? Am I curious? Yes, I am. So Well, it'll be interesting because they, they're showing up tomorrow. They have 50 minutes of practice. Then they uh, qualify, so there's going to be a lot of uh, ifs, ands, or buts, and a, and a lot of uh, you know guys trying to make some good get quality guesses uh, about the first 20, 25 laps of this race on Sunday. So, so Will, I mean, when you were at Vanderbilt, did you ever go to a, a NASCAR race? No, not at Vanderbilt. Um, see, Chuck, I grew up racing co-carts, quarter midgets. Eventually, I outgrew them, but I've always had the love for uh, racing, so I watch F1. I, uh, for a couple years, when I finished with uh, the NBA, uh, I did some stuff for Hendrick Motorsports and went to a lot of races. I think I've now been to every track, NASCAR track in the United States, except for California. So Really? Uh, I'll actually be down there tomorrow watching practice and qualifying, but on a street race, it's tough to see the whole thing because it's over two miles. So I'm going to sit home on Sunday evening and watch the race on television, the best way to watch a sporting event. Okay, I've been to one race in my life. That was the Indy 500. And it was a spectacle, an event. It was a happening, all that good stuff. But I, I can't, I would be lying to you, Will, if I told you that I have gravitated my interest in sports to this particular venue. And, I mean, the the drivers are so athletic total respect for the drivers and the teams, okay? I mean, we, we kind of look at these, you know, guys pulling off the tire. He gets, uh, you know, the, the pump and he does the, you know, the, the gas, the whole bit. And it's tough. It's hard work. And I appreciate their skill level. I just can't get into the sport. I can't. Well, Chuck, you don't have to. That's okay. But just a little heads up. A majority of those guys that are on the pit crew for all these NASCAR teams, are Division One, Division Two football players. So these guys have some athleticism, they have some strength, and they probably put in twenty to thirty hours a week of practice and preparation for each weekend's race. Wow! See, I didn't. I, I just learned some. I didn't realize they were D one football players in the crew. You know. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, if you see them out and about in the city, don't mess with them. Wow. So, it's, so in other words, they aren't recruited like in a bar saying, hey, if you help us out Sunday, I'll, I'll give you a six-pack. Uh, that's what it used to be, but now they have tryouts. <laughs> they get paid very well. 
they get to they get to fly on a private charter just like NBA and NFL guys do. It's it's serious business on race day. Well, I will look for you then on television somewhere. But we'll thank you. <laughs> All right, Chuck, enjoy talking to you this evening. All right, thank you. Will Purdue joining us right here on 670 The Score. We're going to talk Cubs baseball next hour. I'm fired up because I still think the Cubs are going to win the division. I also believe the Cubs are not only going to win the division, they're going to the playoffs. And I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm just telling you this division is up for grabs, and I think the Cubs are going to be buyers at the deadline, and I think they're going to have an improved roster, period. All right. We're uh, going to talk MLB, and in just a few minutes, uh, this Chuck Swirsky. It's the holiday weekend. That's why I'm here hosting this show. Everyone else is gone. Mitch Rosen says, Chuck, you're working. Okay, I'm working. We'll return in a moment, 670 The Score. We're back with more Chuck Swirsky on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And welcome back. Sahana Sharma of The Athletic talking Cubs ball in just a few moments. You know, Tyler, this business is exhilarating. We have the highest of highs. And unfortunately, today, for a number of people, the lowest of lows, ESPN made some major, major changes. And a number of people were released, including Jeff Van Gundy, who I thought and still believe he is one of the finest analysts of any platform, any sport. I was entertained. I was educated. I know he had a big ticket. And I'm talking about a... Big ticket. But God bless him. I mean, you know, ESPN, ABC felt he was worth it, which he was. But obviously, the business is changing. So he is now a free agent. It'd be, it's going to be interesting to see if Turner comes in and has a Van Gundy, Van Gundy, you know, broadcast team. Yeah. No, I mean, it's such a shame because, I mean, you know, he's been in the business for such a long time. And it was just kind of a shock to, I think, the whole world that uh, they released him. Yes, and it was great chemistry with my main man, Mike Breen, and Mark Jackson. So those days, unfortunately, are over. And uh, let's see, uh, Jalen Rose is out at ESPN. Susie Culber, who did a fantastic job, nearly 30 years at that network. She um, had her run end. And we just received word that Nick Friedel, uh lost his job. Nick, of course, Worked in Chicago, was working at ESPN TV, and uh, he unfortunately was released. But hopefully, better days are ahead for Nick, who's a great guy. And when I think of Nick, I think of Chicago. So that, that's just a small snippet of what happened today. But we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk Cubs baseball as the Cubs routed the Indians, or rather, Guardians. Sorry, my bad. Uh, in a uh, blowout today at Wrigley Field as the uh, Cubs took care of business. Guardians in town for a weekend series. And uh, we'll have more on that in a moment right here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.